0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello, everybody home, and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as she always, is...
1: Charlene Schmidt! Hello!
0: That's right, and... We are kicking off this season with a bonus episode. That's right. You're getting one extra episode that you normally do every single season because, as you guys know, when an episode of Lower Decks comes out, we do a commentary and we get it to you as fast as possible. But this year, we have a bonus episode because there was a crossover event like the what? olden days.
1: A crossover?
0: <laughs> a crossover. Like like Bashir on TNG, or Riker on Deep Space Nine. Uh, <laughs> and Riker on Enterprise. But you yeah. know, they, like, this one was even better than those. We
1: don't talk about that one.
0: We don't talk about that one, but on top of giving you a bonus episode, we also have a bonus host.
1: We do! And that Hello, is Darren. the wonderful
0: Darren Moser, a.k.a. Dr. Sci-Fi. How are you doing today? You guys are looking so
2: realistic. Uh, but it's great to to be on with you. Uh, I think this is totally appropriate for this crossover episode where we crossover hosts,
0: and this is going to be a fun one.
1: Hell yes.
0: And for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, shame on you, you can uh, check out Darren's other Star Trek show at thenerdparty.com called Steady Alpha 3. All right, so... Is everybody ready? So, as you guys, longtime listeners, know that we uh, will queue up the show, we'll que- queue up the episode. So, however, however you watch it, whether you get it on Blu ray, on streaming, however it is, uh, what we do is it'll like we queue it up after you see CBS Studios or CBS Production, something like that. So, it's after the generic Star Trek intro, then you see CBS. Right after that fades away, that's when we queue it up. So, go ahead Boom. and pause this episode, this podcast, queue it up, and then we'll do a countdown. So, here we go. Right. And you can listen along in your cars. We'll be entertaining, even if you're not looking at it on your screen.
1: Right. And chances are, if you're like us, you've watched this episode several times now, at least, because it's just so much fun. So, you probably (laughs) have it stuck in your head, and you can just play it along right with us.
0: All right. Everybody ready? Ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, play.
1: All right. We have never done a commentary for a Strange New Worlds episode. Any of us, have we? No, we
0: have not. Uh,
1: so first no, time for everything?
0: So. so I, um, this is actually, you know, Char, you mentioned like, oh, you probably have seen this multiple times. This is my second time watching it. Right Only here, right
1: second. now. Only the second. Wow. Only the second. You held yeah. off.
0: I How? did. I held off for this show. I wanted oh. to be fresh.
1: <laughs> You know, I thought I was exercising great restraint by limiting it to down to like 3 or 4.
0: <laughs> so, I was super surprised when we started the episode. <laughs> oh, it's totally surprising. In animation. <laughs> it's like,
1: what show are we watching? Yeah. How cool they is that? They messed up. And
0: it's in 16 by
2: 9 as well. It's not letterbox.
1: Yes. When I remember
2: before this, it was very much like what is the crossover going to be like? We had seen trailers, but it was still kind of unknown the exact format. So when we jump into an animated episode, is how it literally starts. We're like, okay, well here we go. This here is we how go. It's
0: starting. <laughs> right. It started. Was, it was a brilliant way to start the episode because it keeps the audience on their toes. Where you don't like, you think that one of two options basically popped in your head. Where okay, we're gonna start with the Strange New World's crew and then introduce them because you may introduce not know them, them and then have um you know boimler and mariner show up later on in the episode or we start with a live action cerritos you know like but that would have been really expensive so i think that would have be a little right now <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> if only but no they made the right choice plus i think this just sets the tone right away like you said yes. to keep you on your toes but also this is telling you exactly what it's going to be. We had the recap for Strange New Worlds to get us to speed on that. But now we're going into something completely different. And just get your brain ready because this is how it's going to go.
0: Now, my parents and my in-laws are Strange New Worlds fans. Mm-hmm. And, but they would never seen Lower Decks. so Ooh, There's probably a abso- lot of people in that Venn diagram. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so that's the thing is that they needed something like this. They needed this intro. In order to get on board to figure out, like, okay, these are the characters. This is where it's coming from. This is the style, and this yes. is how they're going to talk.
1: So, how did that go for someone who had never seen Lower Decks? Did they like this episode?
0: I think, I think they did. Like, I, I didn't go. I didn't get to talk in depth with them, but it, it, there was no negatives. They said, like,
1: oh yeah, no, it was
0: fun. Like, it was pretty much that was it. And okay. I, th- I think, m- I think my mother-in-law was just like, oh, I think I need to watch Lower Decks now. And my mom was like, no, nah, that's fine. Yeah, there
1: that's- we go. No, that's <laughs> the correct answer. Watch Lower Decks.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not quite a backdoor pilot.
2: It's more like a backdoor. This has already been out, so you should watch yeah. it. She's like, hey, <laughs> right? are you not watching this? Right? Hey, Paramount Plus. You know, just why don't you go? Just go over to this little
0: icon. Just try this other show. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Anytime we get. <laughs> Anytime we get an, an enterprise reference, an NXO1 reference, I'm on board. I So not only was this Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, TOS, we got a little ENT as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cross and this all makes the Star it Star fun teams.
2: on rewatching because a lot of the stuff they're saying right now is set up for payoff later in the episode, but you don't quite know that yet. So totally. it makes a rewatch really fun. Oh, and the hollow emitter is uh just like the doctor had in Voyager. The
1: big camera.
2: <laughs> the big camera. Probably has floppy disks in it, you
1: know. <laughs> well, that's why it's got to be so big, right? Yeah.
0: So I, this was no. also oh, another thing that they're, I was intrigued by. That Boimler reference. went first. That we didn't get both of them at once. We didn't get Boimler yes. and Mariner at once. Yes. That was cool.
1: Yes. Okay, and going along in the episode I I was like it set it up wondering well, when's Mariner going to show up? Because we'd seen the previews. We know that she's going to be there. So how and when? And actually, the first time going through this, the longer we went, th- I thought, oh, God, is it just going to be a cameo for Mariner? That would be yeah. weird. And thank goodness, no, but that was definitely running through my head.
2: Yeah. But now, having I not a double sk- dose at the beginning, I think, was the way to go.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it gave it gave Boimler the ability to be a fish out of water by himself. Yes. Yes. What I was going to say is, I normally skip this intro. It's the best intro. But no,
1: don't you dare.
0: (laughs) So good. I'm so glad that I didn't this episode.
1: Oh, yeah, you have to. That in the musical episode, don't skip that one either. Yeah. But this is when I knew this would be good. I knew that they were going to nail this crossover. Because let's face it, crossovers are a risk. They can be really good and they can be really bad. But the fact that they went to this level of effort was like the first sign of, okay, yes, this is going to be so much fun. It's going to be everything I was hoping it would be. It's going to exceed the hype, which was already at a high bar. Well,
2: And because the way the Strange New Worlds intro starts is it's kind of like the Enterprise coming out of Shadow. It took me like a half second, three seconds, before I realized that it wasn't just a flat surface it was animated and mm-hmm. it was such yeah. a fun surprise i was not expecting it and i was just like okay buckle up hopefully you're on the enterprise e because the only one with seat seatbelts. you know because <laughs> here we go
0: <laughs> and
2: we get the leech monster yes, like, yes! Little, little dribbles the from uh from lower uh, from uh from lower decks
0: <laughs> yes and like not so, only
2: did we get the so leech again. monster and but in about koala. five
0: seconds we get the space koala <laughs>
1: why is he smiling Yes, the koala that made me laugh out loud so hard. I think I just lost it right there.
0: I would love to know whose idea that was. Like, if it was from the Strange New World side, if it was from the Lower Deck side, you know, like who,
1: you know, Mike McManus directed by
0: Jonathan
2: Frakes. So you know it's going to be good. Doesn't even matter. That's the thing.
0: To have a crossover and have Frakes direct it, you're like, come on, okay, all right, I'll I'll buy this on Laserdisc. I don't even care.
1: put this on vhs and we'll watch the crap out of it
0: what i what i also think is another layer in this episode is that they're delivering grain a specific type of grain in this episode and that's what they were doing in the trials and tribulations episode in tos or trouble with Tribbles, excuse me um in in tos and deep space nine did a crossover went back in time to the enterprise During a grain mission, it's always great. It's just (laughs) my somebody's like the people sat down and were like, How can we make this as amazing as possible?
1: Right. Obviously, a lot of love and care went into this because everything is just so incredibly on point. It's a great story that actually makes some sense, and there's some great tie ins, like with the NX01 and the hull plating and what have you. But then Jack Quaid is just killing it from the get go. Everybody else is doing great, but he really like he understood the assignment. He came in and went gangbusters. He's so good, and we have purple hair. Live action, yeah. purple hair. It's a wig, mind you, but it's still purple.
0: Uh, when I when I went to the Chicago con a couple mm-hmm. years ago, um, they showed up. The lower decks cast showed up in costume.
1: That's right,
0: and. You, When you see that, you always kind of knew that they kind of looked like their counterparts. But when you truly saw them in person, in their uniforms, and he had like a purple thing on his head, you're <laughs> like, this could totally work. Like everyone thought like, oh, you could totally do a live action version. And so right? it makes me wonder if that was... That might have been the impetus to be yeah. like, you know, we should do this.
1: Uh, th- that was their uh, proof of concept.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it was just, it was so great to to be able to see that. Um, the only person who wasn't there was the guy who uh, who voices Rutherford, which I can never remember his name.
1: Uh, Eugene Cordero. Well,
2: well and and the uniform looks so good, like it you know, does. translating something from animated, but it fits well. It I was kind of worried the extra black you get, kind of because it's like combat badge up. It reminds me of uh, what was it, Cisco Combadge badge gate when he <laughs> that one episode <laughs> where he had the badge like way too high. Uh-huh. Uh, but it works it really does it it actually it's kind of one of my favorite you know uniforms you know we've gotten a lot of uniforms really recently oh my gosh. in star Wars.
1: i think so at 17 many. something like that <laughs> yeah cosplayers Do you think are that busy. they
0: just use the fan sets um
1: oh i don't know
0: for for um for boimler and mariner like i mean why not right? no
1: maybe <laughs> doubtful but maybe it is licensed. You merchandise. also have to think
0: about
2: time. Like that was probably in production and this was being made before that. So it's like just because that, that hits the store shelves when we see it aired. This was like a year
0: ago. So I don't know right. if that timeline would have Oh, lined I, got, up. I got mine years ago. I got mine at the conference. Oh, that, here it is, true. here it yeah. is. <gasps> Riker. <convention>. Riker. <laughs> Best part probably of the Probably One of my
1: favorite things now in all of Star Trek. Oh my God.
0: It's I'm so glad that they didn't shy away from their personalities. Like that is exactly what Boimler would animated Boimler yes. would have done.
1: Yes. What I love is they just let Jack Quaid and Tawny Newsome lean into it. Cause that just it gave it that extra chef's kiss right there. Mm-hmm. Just let them be, let them do their thing. They both improvise. They both brought in what they needed to, to this episode to really make it stand out. <laughs>
0: It's, it's okay. One th- one thing. One of the beauties of lower decks is that you know because it is lower decks because they are not senior officers. We get to see them as you know everyday average people. And in Starfleet, they like Char. You and I have talked about this many times. But just like they geek out over the same stuff we geek out over because <laughs> these are famous yeah. people, like yes. Riker, Picard, Cisco, Janeway, Uhura, Kirk. Like these are all famous people because they've literally saved the Earth. Multiple times. And so that's gonna make some waves. There's gonna be some news bulletins about that.
1: A few and memos. So they yeah. know the
0: same stuff that we do, even though they're not the audience.
1: Right. And it makes sense. Yeah, they are us. If we were in their world. Yeah.
0: Or it's make me think like if I
2: got sent back to the you know, late 50s or 60s, and I was walking along with, like, the right stuff Apollo astronauts. Like, you know mm. everything that's going to happen with those people, but they don't. But they're still awesome astronauts.
1: <laughs> right? You'd like, just be, oh like, like smiling. Hi, yeah. you're so oh cool. Gosh.
2: You're Alan you're Shepard.
0: It's, you're like, you're, it's, you're it's John like, Glenn. It's... It's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I am.
1: Oh, I know. You know you're Neil you Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. And I, I, do, I do like... I thought this was an interesting take, like with, you know, Spock kind of going in and out and up and down with his personality and his emotional. Right. You know, this is restriction. Still a,
2: a Strange New Worlds episode. It is moving right, their much.
1: plot
0: and their characters along. They're not on
2: hold just because Bo- Boimler shows up, which I think is very smart.
1: It, totally. It would have been a failing if they had gone that route and put everything on hold just to showcase this. That would have been a crossover fail, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: He walks on the bridge.
0: and just has the look we all would have if we showed up on that set. I, 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 I know this would have been, this would have been weird. But I (laughs) also love the dash comment, like no bloody A B C D. Why would there be a
1: dash? We also get a
0: POV shot. Yeah, Yeah. but it would have been funny if he said like, oh, it's so much bigger than I, than I remember (laughs) or imagined. (laughs) Like yeah, yeah, it is. It's bigger than we remember too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Revisionist history. Yeah, poor Boems, he's such a geek. Yeah. I built it in a bottle once.
2: Now, this how do this you guys is feel the kind with, of crap we would say part. to
1: our heroes, though. It really would be. Like
2: do you feel like well, he like do you feel like they're doing Boimler at the right pitch? Because it's riding the line of like still of that like kind of annoying like dude, like you've been told like you need to be quiet but we also know he won't be quiet because that's boimler
1: no i think they're playing it perfectly where they do have to push it just a little but at the same time yeah he's gonna catch himself every time he says just a little too much
0: (laughs) you know i and i also think that they did a good job of i mean this is animated boimler but it's toned down just enough to be realistic in a live action environment because, you know, fans of lower decks know that it is a hyper reality. It oh, is right. it is heightened. You know, like it's start it's canon, it's Star Trek, but yet it's like crazy. You know, it it's just it's <laughs> amped up because it's animation. So like the events happen, but maybe not necessarily exactly a one-to-one. You know, like again, I'm I'm sounding pedantic, but I'm just trying to say like they translated it well by not betraying the character, but not making it insane and goofy at the same time i also well think like how many times
2: have we had a star trek episode where the enterprise showed up somewhere and then someone else is like we're just doing a route like the romulans anybody's like we're just doing routine science stuff and you're like <laughs> are you mm-hmm. are you though because we doubt that
0: <laughs> i do love that because there was one episode when i I, th- I think it might have been all good things where um jean-luc was just like what a coincidence! So are we, you know? Like we're <laughs> conducting a survey. Yeah, it's usually him when he's talking to the
2: Romulans or something, Where like, like they Hunk. both yeah. know that they're lying. It's just they got to totally. play the game,
0: and it's so funny. <laughs> so, and we're also talking about a toddler knocking over furniture. So fantastic! Yeah. Um,
1: and yet they're just letting him kind of run around doing right. whatever. Right.
2: He's not No escort to or nothing. That would kind no of be escort. a bare minimum.
1: Could right, be a changeling.
0: Could be an imposter. Nope.
1: No, that's not even occurring to them right now.
0: Mm-mm. But then the episode didn't. Wouldn't happen. So you know.
1: <laughs> well, right. <laughs> that is a general criticism I have, like of TV in general, is they have to do stupid things to move the plot along. Sometimes, mm-hmm. just, like, no, that's not how it would really go.
2: Right. When characters so, make smart decisions, like, <laughs> like they actually would, it is more relatable. <laughs> but
1: Right. Eh. Or if there's other people actually thinking about things, anything, and intervening and say, hey, what about? That just doesn't ever happen, really, in a script unless it has to.
2: And I like this scene because you have, like, they don't have – they're still bridge officers, but they're kind of lower-level bridge officers, so they're bonding with Boimler the Ensign. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's not like – because he couldn't have this conversation with Pike and, you know, number one, like that wouldn't work, but no. they're just like, Oh, we're at the space bar and we're kind of, we're kind of Jocelyn, you know, the guy from the future. They're just having fun.
1: <laughs> you got to get your kicks where you can, right? It's, it's now, like when um,
0: criticism uh, of, of uh, like going into strange worlds territory here is we have chapel, who straight up has a relationship with Spock, and then ditches him in the uh, musical episode, and mm-hmm. then in TOS we see her fawning over Spock, and so right. it totally alters that episode where you're just kind of like you're, you're kind of a wackadoo. Like you're like you're like, <laughs> like you dumped me during a musical number. Now you want to get busy with me? Like what?
1: It, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth going on with that whole situation. And mm-hmm. I think Chapel's love life is a lot more complicated than we ever realized. Like yes. she might want one thing, but then do another <laughs> and she's all over the place. But how creepy is that smile? Oh, like, so Are you guys creepy. creeped out I, by it's... Spock's smile? The way Boim's is. And,
0: and then Boimler, his face, and then the whimper, and, it and just, it's just perfect. And the Boimler run down the corridor. Oh, like when, okay, <laughs> in the next shot, like when he runs away, he does the whole shuffle. He does like He does his, his hips sprint, back and forth. Speedwalk. Like,
2: like that was so good. Such does a special speedwalk to get away places. I love it it's so much. It's beautiful. It, it's, oh my they gosh. They thought I just, of I everything.
1: Don't have,
2: it, it is I don't have again, nice things to re-watching this episode because... And maybe this is a modern, not a, it's not a modern Trek issue. It's just a television issue. The fact that a lot of the strange new world plot lines are in the middle right now, like you were talking about chapel's relationship and, you know, Una's like lack of confidence, like, Mm -hmm. which is good. Obviously this is a mid episode of the season, but it is kind of weird to jump back to it and be like, but we know that this is not where, you know, chapel's relationship is going to go it's going to change it's going to evolve it, it, it just has a interesting connotation maybe just with this season having just come out
0: maybe yeah it's, so. and it's interesting to have this be the crossover episode right because it's it's a it's a great idea in the sense of boimler knows what we know you know he's now the he's the audience like he's the touchstone for us and so when he's talking about how freaked out he is about spock like, all the, you know, all the Strange Worlds characters are just like, yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, like, he's a little different right now. And Boydman <laughs> was like, no, you don't understand how, like, history doesn't talk about this. Why is this happening? Right. And and that's the thing is, like, from our perspective, we know that Spock doesn't end up that way. Like, we we go so far to see him think about kolinar, then reject kolinar, And then, you know, like, we see him go up and down throughout history, but he maintains Spock. Like, this is a perfect lead up to the cage. Because in the cage, we see him kind of grin a little bit. We see him kind of get a little, and we all know the real world reason for that is because he didn't solidify the character yet. It was a pilot, it was the first pilot.
1: Sure, but the fact that it's connecting these things is super cool.
0: Yeah. And Ethan Peck is just. (laughs) I love the solution
2: of like, what if you just turn around, don't look, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do this future tech. It's like you know sometimes the simplest answer is what gets it
0: done.
1: So easy, <laughs> it's his hard. Legs,
0: look at his, his legs are in the air. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just let him play with all the wires. it's no big deal. it's fine.
0: And, even and they're the all just boots. watching even... him. <laughs> they even put the detail on the bottom of the boots. It's yes they it's have the beautiful the, starch, the, the shield yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so so good but also how beautiful is so, this bridge
0: I wanted to ask you guys about that
1: how do you
0: feel and there's no judgment here this isn't twitter how do you guys feel about the the bridge redesign I think it looks great
2: I think you know you you really again personal opinion it's like <laughs> you you have to, I loved what Star Trek continues did the fan film where they were like we're going to tell new star trek but it's going to look exactly like the 60s and that had its place and it was really mm-hmm. cool but it it's it would not it's just it's not going to work you 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 need to keep star trek open to new viewers and they the average new viewer does not want to watch something that looks like it didn't advance since the 60s and if they want to watch that there's this thing called star trek that you could watch <laughs> on paramount plus and and choose so right i, I think i think it's fine yeah. i think it looks beautiful
1: i agree they had to bridge that gap with modern technology but like bridge the high. overall aesthetic <laughs> yeah maybe it's a little big but that's also a modern thing it's that more cinematic view we're not in a Mm -hmm. teeny box anymore yeah that was what
0: what do you
2: think about the view screen like tristan like i know there's still people who don't like the 09 view screen wall but it still fits and and works in this
0: ever since ever since the kelvinverse came about i loved the the glass because think about how much that would have helped in wrath of (laughs) Khan. Transparent of the <laughs> Seriously. <moon>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah I'm, I'm of two minds with um, Strange and Worlds, like the, the the bridge redesign. I would have liked it to have been a little skinnier and not so much veneer. Um, okay. Not so shiny. But that's just personal preference. But I'm not one where it's just like, no, it's got to look like the 60s. No, I'm not like that at all. I would have liked a
1: little
0: bit more faithfulness. Just a little, just a teeny, just a touch, a pinch. Um. But I think what I, mean, I talked about this on Twitter one time. The one thing that really gets me is is Pike's quarters. Where oh you're just like, yeah, <laughs> like that's bigger than my house, guys. I mean,
1: <laughs> for real, and like nicer than my house. I mean, I want the fire pit and the big, big kitchen because my kitchen's small. <laughs> like he, this had to have been a custom request for Pike, yeah. And yeah. then Kirk comes in eventually later. Is like no. Cut that up. We can fit four more people yeah. in there at I least. I just say he
2: turns it into four quarters. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, there's better. I, d- I do like that because I think like they they quadruple the amount of people on Kirk's Enterprise, so they have to cut down the space. Oh, so it does make sense later on. There's yeah. a
1: reason they maybe he got forced mm-hmm. into it. Maybe it wasn't his idea. It just had to yeah. happen.
0: And also, we there like, she is. Know, here's also about this, where here's Mariner. And one thing I talked about is like it's a trade-off. Like it's a cinematic trade-off where. Like, yeah, you got bigger quarters, you got bigger hallways, but you get to do more with it. You get more angles, right. you get it's more storytelling opportunities. Piece. Like they yeah. spend a lot of time there. So it's totally worth building in. It's having. totally worth it. Yeah. For in oh, yeah. universe, nonsense. Production, fantastic. <laughs> so we like got they... the rolled up sleeves with Mariner. You know, Absolutely. we got the we, we got the ponytail.
1: Yes. And I love that they went with curly hair. Because you can't really see yes. that in the animation, but it makes so much sense. And this is also a wig, but because Tawny Newsom's hair is awesome, but it's much longer and not nearly as fluffy. So <laughs> I'm yeah, glad Mariner that they, did, they went hair. this route. It is very true to the character. And how about this whole thing where she's talking about sp- hot, how hot Spock is? Hot Spock. Like, hot hot Spock, Spock
0: agrees with me. Yeah. Apparently that was idea. They're very loud that. right now. Like they could hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was Tawny Newsom's ad lib. Like she, she said, "Hotspot agrees with me." Like that was that was all her. That wasn't written down. I love that.
1: So good. Uh,
0: I feel like Mariner's even more like Mariner than is Boimler.
1: Tawny Newsom is Mariner and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: I no, I, I mean like in in a live action setting.
1: Like I just she see it all is... around. She is her <laughs> yeah. and her. Does she and they are all one.
2: it's interesting because of the the fact that mariner shows up later that you know she now has the turn of being the really animated lower deck kind of off the wall character and boimler is the more like i've been here for a day like no 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 (laughs) like he's correcting her and I think you guys are right. Like, I think if both of them had showed up at the beginning, it would have been too much. It would have just. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't have
1: worked. And I don't think Mariner going first would have worked in the same way either. Like, Boim's really was the prime candidate to do this because he's the one who reigns Mariner in.
0: And Boimler wants to be professional, even if he's not. Right. And <laughs> yeah. Mariner doesn't care.
1: Uh, she just, yeah, she's going to do what she's going to do. And good for her.
0: But but I think it was a smart decision, as we've talked about, because Boimler eases you into it. Like right. the audience, like my parents. Like they I think <laughs> like people would have, have turned it them off into the Mariner
2: craziness. came yeah. through first. And her antics, you'd be like, eh.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mariner can be a bit it's much terrifying. Like my dad, when he's he tried to watch Lower Decks, it's really not his thing, but first season he was like, This Mariner character speaks so fast and is so intense, and I'm not sure if I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I just started rewatching Lower Decks to gear up for the new season. They do speak faster in the first season yeah, they than they do. do as they go on. Like they tone it down just a little bit. And I love that they even acknowledge that in this episode. God, they talk so fast, don't they? You know, number one says that. I, did they,
0: did did they say they talk so fast, or did they say they talk so slow? I can't remember.
1: Or wait, was it that? I, way? I don't even remember now. Oh, I, yeah.
2: It's probably that they talk so fast, because they do talk fast, like, even They're in this. The they are. Shuffle! It that- is a shuffle!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so cute!
2: <laughs> uh, Jack Quaid,
1: I love you for that. Thank you.
2: I mean, he, I know he's it's fantastic. not a guarantee that voice actors ever get to play their real counter. Kind of, it actually is very rare, but, like, when it does happen and work on this level, it is a joy.
0: It's like, um, Bo-Katan and, um... I'm losing my nerd cred.
2: (laughs) Kaylee Stackoff. Thank you. It's okay. That's Star Wars. A little different than Star
1: The other franchise. (laughs)
2: Look at her just peeking out right there. The the way she (laughs) just sits on that little stool is like...
1: Right? All folded up, Cash. (laughs) But I mean, what would you do if you were just chilling with Uhura in her quarters?
0: There's a lot... There's not a lot of activity in this episode. It's a lot of they stay at this standing planet and talking for a long time, s- sitting <laughs> and talking. Like if it wasn't for a, if it wasn't for the cr- the interesting aspect of a crossover event, this could potentially be a very dull episode. If this is the amount of sitting and talking and standing and talking that there is, sure. And but I think now this isn't necessarily a criticism. I'm just saying that it works because it's a crossover because you have these interesting clashing personalities. It's kind of like, um, in season one with, um, the, the good girl who turned out to be a bad girl. Um, Justin all black. Oh, and the, yeah. I, um, I remember your time. You know, like, I there was a lot of, name. I can't remember. I can't remember her name either, but there was a lot of talking in that one, but it was interesting because she brought so much to the table.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Like that character is on a whole journey in that episode. Yeah. Will she ever show up again, I wonder? Oh, gosh, I hope so. I mean, they they set up for it.
2: Oh, that's right. They did. Well, and the thing about this episode, at its core, I mean, because Stranger Worlds is this prequel show. And so, like you guys have said, we have the same knowledge that Mariner and Boimler have. And so it's a really interesting is it, I don't know how I would even write episodes of like Strange New Worlds because how much do you give away? How much do you re-reveal? <laughs> you know, you're in this prequel where, I mean, like, like Mariner saying, you're Ohura. Like we know what amazing things she's going to do. So how do you write the before person? Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing to balance.
1: I imagine that's the subject of like probably a good half of the conversations they have in the writer's room when they're planning out a season. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have 22-year-old Uhura here who is still figuring things out. Like, yeah, how much much further can we push her in one season? 5%, 10%? How do Mm -hmm. we want to do that? We know where she's going to be, but how does she get there?
0: We just got a Cardassian reference on screen.
1: We sure did. Also, those drinks look really good.
0: Now, I know it's bad commentary to just say, hey, look at that on the screen. Um, but I love Uhuru's earrings as it's it's such a callback. The green to the original. hoops. My favorite. Yeah.
1: When I was a very young, just watching Star Trek for the first time, six-year-old, I wanted a pair of those earrings. Like That was how cool Uhura was to me. And, of course, in the 80s at Target, you can't find them, and I didn't understand why. (laughs) I looked all over for them, and I couldn't find them, and I was very sad about it. I wanted some.
0: Guys, I really think those are the fan (laughs) sets. I think so. really I, like, you know,
1: we l- ought to tweet like Mike McMahon or, or somebody yeah. who can answer this for us.
0: I need to find out because it's going to itch my brain.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe not the backside because the backside has all that circuitry pattern on it.
0: I don't think the pin has that. From well, the ma- the magnetic mm-hmm. one is just a it's just a Magnet, background. Yeah. yeah, I uh. I didn't think I was going to like Uhura in Strange New Worlds when it was announced. Mm. I was just like, it's too soon. She's one of the big names. It's a big name. <laughs> like, we're already getting Spock. I mean, right. let's not, not overcrowd it. But then, and it took me a little bit. Like, it took me about half a season, maybe even, see, you know, like, three quarters of a season to really get on board where I'm just like, okay, no, okay, you got me. Like, this oh, is interesting.
1: great. She won me over right away. Episode two where she goes on her first mission. I, this is That's a lot a of credit to Celia R. Gooding. She, like, yeah, we've learned more about Uhura's backstory in that episode than I think we did the rest of Star Trek before that. So I thought, okay, they're actually going to do some things with this character. She's not just going to be a prop to say, hey, there's Uhura. Good.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. Because there's a, there's a lot of, you know, revisionist history with um, with Uhura's role in TOS, it was monumental for the time, but they could have done so much more. I mean, like, oh, of but course, that, but that was true for Scotty and All and Chekhov <laughs> and Sulu.
2: It's right. true, you know. Like, it was literally, of the three. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the three, it was not. They didn't have
0: episodes. No. <laughs> and that episode where Uhura loses her memory—that's where I retcon in my head that that's where she forgot how to speak Klingon. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That one missing thing.
0: She—that's the one thing she didn't learn. Darn it! She'd cover.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we this, get the shriek. We get the Boimler scream, which the, makes this shake, a lower decks you episode. Know. <laughs> I was waiting for this moment the whole time. Was, I love this, this shot. Surprisingly
0: funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're on each like, side, both of them just peeking, peeking out over. around Is the pillar.
2: Okay? Yeah. I also love how it's. So obvious in Stranger Worlds that that is just a redress of the captain's. Like they have one room <laughs> that has that edge, and they just that's the captain's room, and that's this room, and which is totally fine. I get it, but it's just funny how it's such an iconic
0: shape that it is very obvious when it is a redress. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a it's a very Star Trek thing to do. Like when you watch Voyager, you're like, that's the mess hall, and when oh, you totally. watch <laughs> Deep Space, not uh, when that's you watch the Battle uh, Bridge uh, again, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, this yeah. is a really good use of the, um, Darren, what's it called? The volume? Oh, do they, uh, have, a, do they have a volume? They do. I don't they, know they have I a volume. Yeah. In season one, it was very obvious when they used it. And by season two, they use it a little bit better. So this is basically as a set
2: extension, really. This is a all, set extension, Yeah. yeah.
0: Because like you can't
2: build that in real life and like maintain no. it, or you would have a giant blue screen and it would, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you would normally replace it. You just go to because... a brewery. That's how Star Trek fixes everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this, this is already pushing it for me. On how big it is, like it is a really fanboy inside me. Is just Especially like, <laughs> since, like a TOS, like it was a closet,
2: like main engineering yeah. was yeah. <laughs> even main engineering. Who knows? It was like nothing.
1: But it does look pretty. I'll it, give it does that. look pretty,
0: it, yeah. But then when you get in the Kelvin verse, and you're even in the in like Into Darkness, like they changed it again, and Into Darkness, they're yeah. like, "What if we made it?" Five times bigger yeah. than the brewery. <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're, yeah. Let's not, let's not go down that uh, path. We don't need but, to do that. But, but this scene we just had
2: was really interesting because you have Boimler, the time traveler, talking with the alien that lives like thousands of years. So it's a really interesting. Like they can kind of like I don't yeah. think he's worried about her having any issue with time travel. <laughs> oh, I love that shuttle bay. And you're probably using, you know, that. I mean, this shuttle bay is huge, but it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I almost want to see like if they come out with a DVD or sorry, Blu-ray of this uh <laughs> season, I I almost want them to like animate a scene in Lower Deck style, like use the audio from this like episode. I like this scene would be hilarious to see in Lower Deck style using this audio.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Just for fun. <laughs> So they did just say, did you notice how slow everybody talks? <laughs> okay,
1: there there it is.
0: Okay, that's what it is, yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> I knew it was it's something. Like yeah, this air is
0: weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, this shuttle is quite big.
0: Yeah, that was another thing. Like the, this it's so wide, but that's the thing is that like yeah. you're allowed to do much more visual storytelling because it's so wide.
1: Right. Everything is just wider in this universe. That's that's all it is. It's perception because when you have screen, the,
0: not square. Yeah, when you have the anamorphic lens that they use you change the aspect ratio, everything gets wider. (laughs) That's why in generations, like when they went with anamorphic lenses, that's why you got the extra stations on the side of the D bridge. That's right. I was I saw a tweet the other day that was
2: talking about like T and D had some amazing blocking for what it did in a square format. And there's a shot from um, the Macduff episode and these they're like, there's six people in this shot and they're so staggered that you can mm-hmm. clearly see everyone. And so n- nothing against widescreen that we have now, but like, yeah,
0: TNG's blocking was on point for the, and late that's 80s. the thing is that like, so many people knock four by the four by three ratio, but it's a beautiful ratio because if you know how to use it, right. If you utilize the Z space, you utilize depth more than you do width and not too many people get that. Like we're now at the phase of cinematic t- storytelling, whether it's in TV or in actual cinema, where if you want to look different, like it used to be back in the day, like if you wanted to look different, you would just slap some bars on the top and bottom. <laughs> right. Now we're at the stage of, <laughs> of entertainment where we're slapping some bars on the side to look different. We're going back to a <laughs> four by three ratio.
1: It's all coming full And that's full the thing circle. is that
0: people... Like, modern DPs don't know how to use it. And so you get no
2: depth with it. Well, you're talking about depth, and now every single shot, the depth is a depth of field. So mm-hmm. you right. can't put anyone behind Pike because it's all blurry. Like, that's how it is shot nowadays. And it looks great. It's very cinematic. But, you you know... It makes TNG look very flat because right. it is. It's lit flat. It's it's there's the wide depth of field, everybody's in focus. Or sometimes you get rack
1: focuses, but not very rarely. Not nearly as often. <laughs> no. And also people don't have to stand so nearly close to one another. Like Voyager really excelled at that, where like Jane Wayne you know, they're just Mere inches apart from one another.
0: Yeah. In most of like their shots, and they his don't his need to be that close.
1: Head. They just chose to be that close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- again, this is this is another thing, like where, like, yes, in universe, th- his room doesn't make sense. It's way too big, but we get situations like this where you get, um, you get, bi- you get a uh, visual business. He's cooking. He's moving around. He's talking. He's right. taking off his apron. You know, he's able to. Like, you get different. Would you angles. rather have him
2: at a desk or at a couch or or yeah. cooking? Like those are your three choices of where you put Pike during this scene. Right, and, and that's the thing is, it's like in TNG,
0: <laughs> yeah, in Voyager and TNG, it was a we had a lot of ready room stuff. You know, like right. where like you get the dress down in the ready room. Like Jane would sit yeah. down, Seven would talk about her individuality, and in this one, <laughs> we get to do it all throughout the ship.
2: <laughs> right, or, or right. If, you know if you ever had Picard in his quarters he was always at that little desk like mm-hmm.
0: I rarely yes. ever saw him sitting on a couch in his quarters and that was one good cool thing about TNG era um, quarters is that they were very they were very deep they were very like uh, like you could get you could utilize that Z space where someone's coming out of the bathroom and sure. you know Riker's standing right there while is the getting bathroom. dressed right? we never saw it I'm just kidding. yeah I know <laughs>
1: Just like on the Brady Bunch.
0: So, this was a great moment of the episode. And, like, what you were talking about, Darren, where, like, with Chekhov's gun at the beginning with the Heronium yeah. and the NX class. Not Pavel Chekhov, but you. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, ship of the name, you know, and this is a real tradition. Like they didn't make the Star Trek didn't make this up. This is a real thing. And they yes. can talk about it because the NXO1 is the
2: Strange New World's past. So it's not breaking anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it was a pretty clever incorporation, too, of the NX01.
2: Although, okay, I again I think they've done really well in this episode, but there are moments like this that feel very much like, you know. Lower decks characters act silly. Pan to shot of Stranger Worlds crew with blank faces. Like we get a lot of that combination in this episode. Yeah, yeah a couple times you're kind of like, "You are Starfleet officers." Like, right? You, you yeah. use weird stuff all the time. This is like the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Well, I time actually time travel, a- Klingon monastery. That's all I'm gonna say. Time travel, <laughs> yeah, Klingon time monastery.
1: The whole thing with Tawny Newsom improvising the whole beep beep and the chair and everything—that mm-hmm. was super super funny. If you just if you know and you see that, you know exactly what she's talking about. Very well done.
0: And if you take it outside of its its intended context, it's sadistic and like you're just like, good lord, you're making fun of him having a debilitating right.
2: injury. Just like right. damn, right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like futurama does it but it's funny in futurama so right yeah so well,
1: peleus says i was going to use this what for
0: <laughs> i don't
1: what was she yeah, going to used, use the nx01 for <laughs> i don't I understand love that they're
0: talking about you know like they were talking about sato you know they were talking about mm-hmm. the, like they, they this they was their lower decks for moment. That. yeah Like This was Uhura and um, Ortega's Lower Decks moment where they're geeking out about the NX-01 era just like Boimler and Mariner geek out about the TOS era. It was beautiful. (laughs) I love
2: out-of-context conversations.
1: They make it so funny. I did not notice first time around that you can see that in Boimler's bunk. Yeah. Very nice touch. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and this was a nice callback to an earlier episode with her legal troubles.
1: Absolutely, yes. Which also, is like the why is of this there season. Not <laughs> this poster for sale. Seriously, the merch is severely lacking right now.
0: Oh my
2: gosh, Star Trek two versions. We need, versions. With merchandise we need with a lower Trek. decks version and a strange world version, side right? Side by side. Side by side, <laughs> same art, different <laughs> art styles. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that see, that's a perfect marketing. Gimmick to get people to buy the same thing twice. Guys,
2: posters (laughs) are really hard to make. Like I don't think people have cracked the
0: code on how to make that merch.
1: Design. You got to hit the print button, and then you got to have the big piece of paper. And uh.
0: I love, I love watching this with with subtitles because it's like gasp softly,
2: right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and you d- and d- all the d- beautiful d- Boim's d- awkward send-off. I uh, view- also live long. So good.
0: We we got that in the trailer, and I think that was the the, the kind of the kickoff of we all knew that this was going to be next level. Like when he's yeah. like, you also live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's got this character down. <laughs> it's going to be great.
2: I, I like how they also don't go too far in the fact that they reference Tendy's grandmother and the name, but it's not like... Tendy's grandma is standing right there with like white hair looking like Tendi. Right. Like, that's, yeah. that's too much. You know, we don't need to cast Tendy's grandma.
0: We just reference her. Right. So I'm assuming also, like Darren, that this is the volume as well.
2: Oh, it's probably, it's got to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you build a little set, put a little sand on the floor. Presto,
2: alien Presto. world. <laughs> you build a, prop this this uh the actually just thinking about it the loop-de-loop uh portal kind of gives me vibes of that uh ds9 episode where they're on a planet and there's a hollow emitter in the middle of the city that's slowly losing power so everybody's getting Mm -hmm. disappearing it's like we're talking like season one you know uh, ds9 yeah that was early ds9
0: the poor bride he's like so out of his depth <laughs> right now <laughs> I know. what is
1: going on this poor guy like,
0: like, try, try to put yourself in, in, in his shoes where it's just
2: like I it's
1: almost I like don't know what's the Lord next
2: people are breaking the fourth wall and he's kind of turning around looking at us like who are you looking at what is <laughs> what, what wall are you breaking like that's the feeling he's he's <laughs> there's off. there's a it's lot like the going on for this poor guy
1: and how does anybody know about the tendy on his ship
0: right so part of me was wondering if we were going to end in animation like when this started. Right. Uh-huh. We're like, okay, we are we just going to is this where the episode's going to end or are we going to end in New Worlds or are we going to end in Lower Decks? It was a it was a nice back and forth.
1: I was genuinely thinking they were going to bookend it with Lower Decks and we were going to catch up with Tendi and Rutherford and they were going to talk about their adventure and then fade off with cerritos style music. But, but at the what's end of the coming day, up this is way a better. Lower.
2: This is a Stranger Worlds episode though. So like Exactly. Right. Which is why you, you should end to it to on keep Strange New Worlds. That. Yeah.
1: With a twist. With a twist. Yeah. And look, we get we cross over back to Lower Deck's territory. Anyway, we do get that nice little catch up. And then And then there's more.
0: Yeah, we actually <laughs> see the poster. Yeah.
1: And there's the poster. Ah.
0: And of course, I love the the wink of the audience when Ransom says that she's the the hottest XO in Starfleet or something like that.
1: Right. (laughs) Very well done. We all know what that means.
0: I got to meet him. I got to meet Jerry O'Connell at the convention. He was fantastic. Oh, did you? He was in costume too. Yeah.
1: Cool. Oh, nice.
2: Well, I think as its core, you know, it's a, Great, you know, Strange New Worlds episode, but also does its job of making you want to watch Lower Decks. This was beautiful
1: seeing
0: the oh uh, yeah, seeing yeah. the, yeah. It had the uh, in, uh,
1: animated know. Enterprise.
0: Now, Pike's hair needed more, 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 more waft, to more, it. Volume. <laughs> <a little laughs> more volume, just a little bit. He
1: looks kind of old too.
0: More of the part. <laughs>
1: Everybody else though looks point. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ortegas looks good. Uhura looks good. Spock's hair I is not quite as disheveled it. as it usually is this season. He's playing like, with fire. you think that they were going to go.
2: Looks like they animated the TOS Pike. Yes, like from the cave. K- that's what it A looks like. Percent. Rather than, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> My eyes feel huge. Now feel... we're gonna
1: get into goofy animation. I love how they blame this all yeah. on what is yeah. in the drinks. Like,
2: what's going on? And
0: <laughs> it's so just, that's the thing is that like it's when it's so animated, funny. it gets hyped up. It's gets yeah. crazy. It's not like in a live action version, Omega would arm would not be flopping around right. like that. <laughs> well, because as as the audience, we're like, why are why
2: are they animated right now? Like we, that's very there's, that, that scene doesn't really happen. It's just we're, right. obser- we're observing it. It's total fan service. Yeah. It ends on a laugh. You know, we're not supposed to be like, why don't they ever reference the moment that they turned animated? <laughs> because that didn't actually happen. It's not a thing. Right.
1: But we don't need right, it.
0: Exactly. That's All right. Pretty
1: good. Ugh, so that was so our fun.
0: first episode of the season for Second Contact, a lower decks commentary podcast. Thank you so much, Darren, for guesting. We loved having you yeah, on, and it was great to, to have here. our own crossover. <laughs> uh, with this episode so this remember folks as i said 17 times at the beginning this is a bonus episode and we're going to give you a a new episode for episode one of season what season are we on of lord four. four four so first episode of episode four you will hear us return so until next time make sure to go to the nerdparty.com for more join the revolution join the nerd party